For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. The latest decision from the Ombudsman clarifies the extent to which records of private sector service providers are exempted from release under the FOI Act, weighed against the public's right to know. In the case, an applicant asked for records from the Cayman Islands Airport's authority relating to the licenses, rights and services authorizing permission at two Cayman Islands airports related to ground handling services since 2008. The CIAA disclosed several records but withheld specific information contained in authorization letters sent to ground handling service providers, with the authority saying they related to, quote, private commercial interests. It also deferred the release of draft ground handling agreements with service providers, which were not yet completed. In her decision, Ms. Ralston found that the commercial interest exemptions CIAA had claimed did not apply, adding that the public interest in disclosing the records was greater than the commercial interest in withholding them. She also upheld the deferral of the release of draft ground handling agreements until their completion. I find that the public interest intrinsic in the exemption and the other factors identified by the Cayman Islands Airports Authority are outweighed by several applicable factors, including the promotion of public understanding of processes and decisions of public authorities, the promotion of the accountability of public authorities, and the deterrence of maladministration, all of which will be enhanced by disclosure of the redacted information. Ombudsman Sharon Rolston. The Needs Assessment Unit updates its eligibility criteria to better serve older persons and persons with disabilities which are permanent in nature. Going forward, after having previously qualified for NAU assistance, these individuals will not have to undertake a full reapplication process. Instead, the NAU will verify that their circumstances have not changed using a continuation certificate. This policy change will reduce the burden on the people who really need financial assistance. Previously, the NAU required those individuals to engage in a full reapplication process every three years. The Parliament of the Cayman Islands commemorates 50 years since the official opening of the first permanent home for the legislature, with speeches and festivities. Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego has a recap of some of the more memorable moments of the night. and present members of parliament, residents and visitors, all gathered on the steps of the House Thursday night as the country marked 50 years since the building's official opening, July 31, 1972. For parliamentarians, the celebrations began earlier in the afternoon inside the parliament chamber with a special lecture on the separation of powers, the legislature, executive and judiciary by eminent constitutional scholar Dr. the Honorable Lloyd Barnett from Jamaica and a presentation by local attorney Mr. Richard Barton, who provided the Cayman Islands context on the subject. This followed by the celebratory program outside, emceed by Acting Deputy Governor, the Honorable Gloria McField Nixon. During the 50th anniversary celebration, Premier Honorable Wayne Panton gave a history of the Parliament building. There was the unveiling of the 50th anniversary plaque by the House's presiding officer, the Speaker Honorable McKeever Bush, the Premier Honorable Wayne Panton, the Deputy Speaker, Honorable Catherine Ebanks Wilkes, and Clerk of Parliament, Mrs. Zena Marin Chin. There was a recognition of living former parliamentarians presented by MP, the Honorable Kenneth Bryan, an unveiling of the photo of women in Parliament for current female members of Parliament, and it was Speaker of Parliament, the Honorable McKeever Bush, who gave a memorial.
With the help of kids in attendance, a colorful display of fireworks was presented along waterfront. The event then moved to a culturally enriched segment of entertainment, and a display in local talent, performances, and a dozen acts included Jamie LaPierre, Mr. Lamy Seymour. There were evocative songs by a staff and parents group from the Joanna Clark Primary School, Mrs. Betty Ebanks and family, the Kim Allen's folk singers, as well as delightful dances by the Dream Chasers and Sir Johnny Cumber Primary School students. Alana Warwick Smith presented a poem by local poet Mrs. Nassari Sakushalet entitled Tell Me. Then there was local entertainer Matt Brown and friends who brought good humor to the proceedings with a political satire in the Cayman Islands' rundown fashion that was hugely appreciated by the audience. A commemorative booklet capturing the rich parliamentary history and prominence of the building to the Cayman Islands was also issued to those in attendance. Shanda Gallego, Radio Cayman News. As the proceedings were going on, a live painting was being captured by local artist Mr. John Broad. Oh, it's a great honor. Uh, I've been here since 1990, so it's a real milestone. And I like the way they changed the name to the House of Parliament. Well, that's great. You know, I always like to celebrate uh, great occasions. So this is one of them, I think. Mr. Broad painted the House of Parliament and all the activities going on in front. The painting was accepted by Parliament Speaker Honorable Makiva Bush. The painting will be displayed in the House. You can watch the entire celebration of the 50th anniversary of the dedication of the Parliament building on CIGTV's YouTube page. Cayman's COVID rate sees a slight dip in epidemiological week 28. Radio Cayman's Kersley Fuller reports. Epidemiological Week 28 covers the period of July 10th through the 16th, and according to public health, the COVID-19 indicators generally showed a small decrease. The case rate has fallen 5% from 616 cases per 100,000 to 585. That's a decrease in newly confirmed cases from 427 to 406. Testing has also fallen by 3%, which is a smaller decline than in previous weeks. Public Health says nine new hospital admissions were registered during the period, an increase from two admissions in the previous week. Of the nine new admissions reported, four were admitted due to COVID morbidity and five were detected on screening. A total of 12 patients required inpatient treatment, which increased from six the week before. During Epi Week 18, 108 adults received a COVID-19 vaccine, 40 first doses and 68 second doses, and 89 children got their vaccine, 36 first dose, and 53 got their second. The Department of Commerce and Investment welcomes Charmaine Dalhouse Morgan as its new enforcement manager. In her new role, she will provide support to the head of compliance and enforcement in relation to the various commerce-related acts, which include trade and business, liquor, music and dancing, and local company control. She will also be responsible for guiding the day-to-day operations of the enforcement team. I'm grateful for the opportunity to continue to serve the civil service of the Cayman Islands in my new role as enforcement manager within DCI. Ms. Dalhouse Morgan has been a member of the civil service for over three decades. Prior to moving to DCI, she spent 27 years as a sergeant with the Royal Cayman Islands Police Service. The Assistant Labor and Pension Inspector in the Department of Labor and Pensions snags the April Chief Officer's Choice Award. Tosca Seymour was recognized for delivering an outstanding customer experience. 
I want to take this opportunity to express my gratitude to the senior management team and my colleagues of DLP for the continued encouragement over the years. As a 16-year veteran of the DLP, Ms. Seymour's job as an inspector is to conduct various workplace inspections and audits for employers in the Cayman Islands to ensure companies comply with the regulations governing construction industry occupational safety and health. Hitting the pause button and making good decisions, several Cayman youngsters get an opportunity to learn some new skills to help them navigate life at a recent workshop. More from CIG TV's Donna Bush. My favorite cool thought is, this is... 28 children can now use the SNAP strategy confidently to make positive decisions when faced with challenges at home or school after attending the Family Resource Center's fifth annual SNAP camp. SNAP, short for Stop Now and Plan, is an evidence-based clinical program that teaches children ages 6 through 11 how to regulate their emotions and make good choices. Each morning, the camp started with an active discussion about the theme of the day, which included emotions, character strengths, anti-bullying, good sportsmanship, and perseverance. A press release explains that the SNAP curriculum is adaptable for both classroom and clinical settings. For more details, you can contact the Family Resource Center on 949-0006. And that's your evening news. For Radio Cayman, I'm Felicia Rankin-Zollins.